By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. What? Drop that thing on me. Good morning. This is BS.show. Ah, I messed up again, man. I just messing up left and right already. Just started the show. Already messing up. Well, Shelly, we'll be along shortly. Uh, this is the BS.show. You can check us out on the web. Yes, our web address is BS.show. And we've had that since the beginning of the year. We call it, you know, our metamorphosis. We used to be a BS in the morning. And hold on a minute. The problem with that was uh, we started found out after the fact. This was Shelly's dream to be, hey, Brad and Shelly in the morning, BS in the morning. We found out there was another BS in the morning show in Las Vegas. And unfortunately, things got funky in Las Vegas. Uh, it was Brittany and Sparks. Well, obviously, Sparks was not his real name. What Brittany was her real name. And Brittany quit the station uh, or got fired. Don't know which one. Uh, then they brought on Izzy, and then Sparks left. But it was still BS in the morning dot show. So we decided we're not going to be BS in the morning. Or they, are, they were actually BS in the morning dot com, and we got BS in the morning dot show. So we decided one of two things: either we're going to get BS in the morning dot com, or we're going to have a new name, and that's where we came up: BS dot show. And since the beginning of the year, we have been BS dot show. I still have people say, "So it's at BS dot show dot com." No, it's just BS dot show. So all I have to do is just type in BS dot S H O W. Yes, that's our web address, bs.show, www, if you want to go old school, http colon, actually, http colon s, uh, https colon backslash backslash or slash slash uh, www.bs.show, and it'll go right. You can just type in bs.show to go there. Lots of stuff to talk about this morning. Uh, crazy. Hold on a minute. Who, who, is, who is calling me? There's someone calling me. I don't know who that is. Let me find out who that is. Who is calling me? Who is this? I was wondering if you are delivering pizza yet today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we start at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's good. It, it's Shelly Barr. <laughs> Shelly, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You know what? I had better years. I know you have. Yeah. But, you know, we see Tommy and Julie and... um. Taylor and Susie. Are you drunk already? <laughs> no, not yet. Have you been smoking the devil's devil's lettuce as as John the devil's lettuce? As John Kennedy would call it. Have you been smoking the devil's lettuce? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Not today. So, were you doing your romper room thing? Was that what you were doing? Yes. Oh, see, that's gotten to the point where a lot of people don't There's even a know. Whole generation that will not even know <laughs> what I was. You know what's about. funny about that? Every once in a while. Uh, like with one of my kids or something, something will come up, something like some of the reference of the 50s and 60s, and they know it because of the fact they've seen it like on social media or they've seen it like on, you know, was is, is TV Land still around? Is that still a thing? Where they got I don't all, know. Where everybody's the, got free V. Well, n- now all the, that is is commercial V well, to me. Now the thing is, if you go on any of the alternate channels, any of the local TV stations like 5.2, 5.3, they've got, what is it? What what'd you call it? We TV, is that what it is? We Free. Well, but there's a bunch of other no, ones. Free V. Free V, and there's, you know, there's an, and, and matter of fact, there's one of them that all they do is they run all the, like, the 60s and 70s sitcoms, you know, are like, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, are, are, are TV land. No, but it's, it's on, it's not on cable. It's on the sub channels of broadcast TV. In other words, if you, if you, if you are like old school, and now <laughs> it's really funny. I read an article just the other day that, quote-unquote, the youngsters are finding out you can put, like, a little antenna. You can buy, like, a little TV antenna on Amazon and attach, yeah. it, attach it to your, your big-screen TV and get all these free channels. And they go, are, are we doing something illegal? We don't have to pay for this? This is, you know, they're like... There's not a lot of free tape, free... Um... No, there's a gazillion of them. If you shows, huh? No, if you go on, if you go on any of the broadcast channels, if you just get a regular antenna, you know, you get you can we buy have them. one up in our ceiling. Okay, you can buy. Have you ever explored this? Like going on to all like five dot two, five dot three, five dot four, five dot five. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. If, I'm sure it's like the HD channels on the radio. But that's exactly what it is. It's. I it's, don't know how to get those. How do you get those you, on a regular TV? You have to get a TV, 
a newer TV, a newer TV that will tune those. And what happens is typically the way the newer TVs work, if you've only used it like as a video monitor for your DVD or your cable or stuff like that, when you hook up the antenna, it you have to scan the channels. And what it does is it essentially, you know, you're putting the, the, the TV into like programming mode and it, you know, it's looking for off-air channels. It literally scans all the channels, in, you know, in our area. And when it finds them, it puts them in the memory. So then when you're done scanning, you can go to, like, channel 5. And you go, like, you go down one. It's 5.1, 5.2, 5.3. And they've got all the different channels on there. And some of them, and what's really interesting about this, there's a new thing. I don't want to get into too much in a nerdville, but there's a new thing. And... Well, there's a new there's a new thing called ATS 3.0, ATSC 3.0, okay, which is referred to as next gen TV. Some of the TV stations, when they fully implement it, some of the local TV stations will have as many as 30 channels. So, in other words, when you go to channel five, there'll be 29 different choices you can make as far if they that's if they fully implement it. They don't think too many stations are going to do that but the idea being you can go on and get all these different different channels and right so now is that another source of revenue for them well see god that's an inter- that's an excellent question because the equipment is oh. cost no no seriously the equipment has cost them a ton of money and the problem is monetizing it you know it's like anything like it's with I, us i i know the difficulties in monetizing right i mean like we've got these three radio stations and we're successful if we sell lots of advertising if we don't sell lots of advertising we're dead you know because nobody's paying us to listen to the radio nobody's sending us a monthly checks nobody's sending a monthly subscription fee to you know listen to us on the radio listen to ksoq or westplex 1071 it's advertiser supported which quite honestly is the way most of uh, most of media is now if you look at you know twitter or facebook or youtube it's advertiser supported you know you don't pay anything to watch youtube well you can if you buy their youtube tv but if you just watch the videos it's free because you got the videos sometimes they're pre-roll sometimes they're mid-roll you know we're you know sometimes they're post-roll sometimes whatever sometimes they're lobster roll right sometimes they're 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 you know they're uh, they're uh, danish roll danish rolls right that kind of stuff so any, roll. anyway so you can watch all the and there's i, I can't remember mm-hmm. is, i i think it might be channel 5 if you go to channel 5 on one of their sub channels I don't know what they call them. You know, in, in, in radio, we call them HD channels. But on Channel 5, one of their sub-channels is nothing but, like, 60s and 70s television stuff. It's Murder, She Wrote. Does it have 60s and 70s commercials? No, 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 no. It's got current. I would love to see some of those, no, it's got, wouldn't you? It's got current commercials, but it's, like, all Murder, She Wrote and Quincy and stuff like that. You know, all this stuff. Columbo. Are, yes, and... yes, exactly. All this, all the 60s and 70s sitcoms and stuff like that. Golden Girls, all that kind of Bunk. stuff. Archie Bunker. See, I don't know if they put Archie Bunker because <laughs> some people would be offended. Isn't that funny? Once he's, upon a once upon a time, he's, he's he is who he is. Well, no, we've gone backwards. Once upon a time on television, you had Archie Bunker, you know, who get on there and and you know say and all sorts of George things. George Jefferson. And well, that was one of his neighbors, Sanford and, and Son. Right, Sanford and Son. But going back to Archie Bunker, you know what's funny? My mom at the time was teaching. In school, and and what's interesting was she when when all in the family first came on. I remember I was I was God I was a little kid at the time, but I remember her coming home and telling me teachers, uh, teachers what they call it teachers lounge the teachers lounge where they you know where you go by and the smoke would roll out. Remember in the old days? See, I do. <laughs> we say that now. People go, what? The teachers could smoke in school. Yes, the teachers smoked up a storm in school. You went by the teachers' lounge, and there was it was like the place was on fire. There's smoke rolling out of the teachers' lounge. Yeah, it was like a bar. <laughs> Am I kidding? No, you are <laughs> back, not. Back in the day, you got to be really old like me. Okay, so I remember my mom coming home one night and talking about the fact that the topic in the teachers' lounge was people were shocked about all in the all in the family. And and what was interesting was some of the teachers had talked about this in class, and the students were like, "Hey, that guy, that Archie Bunker guy, that guy's like my dad. That's like my dad." And Edith, his wife, well, that's my mom. I'm going like, okay, and and to a certain extent, my dad was sort of like that.
you know, once again, my dad was a World War II vet, and my dad sometimes didn't have a filter. You know what I'm saying? I mean, especially at home, he would just say things like, I can remember him saying things that I, as a kid, I went, I can't believe he said that, you know, <laughs> you know and he, and, and, and talked about, you know, and, and quite honestly, I mean, he was just being very honest. He was talking about problems he had at work. And I remember there were situations he wasn't happy with because of the fact that, that, you know, that and even back then, back in the day, there was political correctness, just like rearing its ugly head you couldn't say certain things you know i mean this was like back in the 60s okay you couldn't say certain things if you said certain things oh my god you can't say that you know and part of it was uh, you know who knows maybe i'm going too far down a rabbit hole with this how we get talking about this anyway you started it okay lots of stuff to talk about i watched not the entire thing but i watched i don't know probably maybe a half or two-thirds of the john fetterman dr oz debate last night and I have some observations that nobody else will have. And on one hand, I'm like, I can't believe what I saw and heard. On the other hand, I'm going like, eh, no big surprise. You know, no big surprise. To me, the biggest surprise was two elements of it, which I found very interesting. And I'm wondering if this was one of the concessions that Dr. Oz made. You know, because well, he had well. I talk about next hour. He had to make all these concessions. You know, they had to agree to the fact that he had that Fetterman had this video monitor that had the closed captioning on it and stuff like that. But that was part of it, and and the other part of it was. So, do you think that that was like for everybody? No, or that was just reasonable accommodation. It was just for him. So it was reasonable accommodation. Well, but see, once again, if you read the stuff, if you go online this morning. And if you read, like, if you go to, like, uh, fox.com, foxnews.com, everybody's going, like, oh, my God, you know, uh, Oz just wiped the floor with Fetterman. If you go into, like, cnn.com, they're going, like, isn't it terrible that that uh, that Dr. Oz is, a, is an ableist? He was taking advantage of this poor man who had a stroke. And I'm going, okay, whatever. You know, I'm, it's to the point where, like, who are, and see, I'm going to give you the reasoned in-between statements that nobody is going to make. Nobody, What's that? I, I'm going to tell you next hour. I'm going to tell oh, you. I'm going to give you Brad's analysis. And all, well, and here's the interesting part. Brad's analysis has nothing to do with, with, with Dr. Oz or John Fetterman. Has nothing to do with either of them. I'm going to make a comment that... I've been reading so far this morning all sorts. I've been on MSNBC and CNN and Fox News and a bunch of others, and it's very partisan. You know, if you like Fetterman, yes, if, if you're like CNN, you know, Fetterman did great and, and Oz sucked. And you go to Fox News and Oz was great and Fetterman sucked. You know, but I'm going to give you a viewpoint that nobody else has given. And that'll be next next hour. Okay, you ready for a break? I'm sorry, what? I said, are you ready for me uh, for, for a piece of cake? I'm always ready for a piece of cake. Okay, I'm going to throw you a piece of cake. You ready? Yes. Here it comes. It's coming right at you. Did you catch it? No. Okay, well, instead of a piece of cake, I'm just going to take a break. It's 644. Okay, so it's a tea. Take a break, piece of cake. It is BS.show. That is the super clean version of that song. <laughs> That's Kesha. You know why she did that song? Why? You know the Kesha story? She was in retirement or like sort of like hibernation for a while because her producer that she was contracted to do, she said he was a jerk and he was a male chauvinist pig and he made nasty comments to her. And so she just refuted it, refused to record any any music for a number of years. So then she comes. So then they, I can't remember the guy's name, Dr. Something or other. It wasn't, it wasn't Dr. Biden. It was Dr. Something or other. And anyway, um, they finally agreed that they would, legally separate they weren't married but they had some kind of a weird weird contractual arrangement that he was like her exclusive producer and nobody else could produce her and she got tired of him you know because they said she she said he was a jerk and very mean to her so that she comes out with the i'm a woman song so in other words you know she's saying okay buddy i'll show you i got rid of you i'm a woman i don't need you you know that's what that's what every woman in the world should say they should wake up this morning and go I got this slug of a husband or slug of a boyfriend or slug of a significant other. I don't need him. I can do better without him. Right? 
Is that what you tell yourself? <laughs> That's what I've been told many times. <laughs> oh, it is not. <laughs> Women look at me and go, man, who would have anything to do they with say, you? They say, I can bring home the bacon, <laughs> no, rah, rah, no, rah, no. dry That's, it up in a pan. That, that's not what they say. Uh, and they, never, ever, ever let you forget your man. Okay, so. Because I'm a woman. Okay, more, Anjali. more stuff came out yesterday about the St. Louis school shooting stuff, which was, you know, and, and once again, here's what's fascinating to me. Mike Otten sent me this article about yesterday, after the school shooting Monday, yesterday, and see, this is what's interesting. I talk about this all the time, and especially our listeners in St. Charles, Franklin, and Warren County, and even Jefferson County to a certain extent. They'll say, well, we don't have crime. We don't have those problems here. It's nice in St. Charles County and Franklin County and Warren County and Jefferson County, which to a certain extent it is, except for the meth and Franklin and Jefferson County. Things are great. But... <laughs> Anyway, um, people outside our area, they don't care. It's all St. Louis. And here's a perfect example. This is from a San Francisco newspaper. Okay, you ready? A San uh -huh. Francisco newspaper. And I want to know if you heard about this. This is an article. Students with guns reported at two STL high schools. Okay. One day removed from a shooting at a St. Louis City High School, three more students at area schools were taken into police custody for firearm possession. According to both the Belleville, Illinois, and Hazelwood, Missouri Police Departments, students at Belleville East High School and a student, uh, and a student at Hazelwood West High School allegedly brought guns to their campuses today. This is yesterday, Tuesday. The Belleville Police Department reported a social on social media that a 14-year-old boy and a 15-year-old boy are in custody at the police department after the 15-year-old was seen on social media handling a firearm before school began. A parent alerted the school and police, according to Belleville PD. Both students were separated and searched away from the school population. Authorities found a firearm and ammunition. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Hazelwood police also reported on social media that they were conducting a follow-up investigation when they were informed of a student in possession of a handgun. The firearm was taken into evidence, according to police, and the student, who has not been identified by either age or sex, has been turned over to St. Louis County Family Court for further disposition. Extra security measures have been taken by our departments for the remainder of the day to ensure the safety of the students and the staff. The post from the Hazelwood Police Department read, okay, did you know about this? I did not. Why does this show up in a San Francisco a, a newspaper that's, what, 1,400 miles west of us? How come, how come nobody in St. Louis reported that? I mean, isn't that bizarre? They nailed two kids in Belleville, you know, another kid in Hazelwood, day after shooting in high school. These kids are walking around with guns. I go, I don't get it. Now, I have to tell you, I, I you know, if this is not anything new, that back in the day when I was in junior high, which was many, 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 many decades ago, okay? Yeah. One day in my shop class, this kid sitting right in front of me said, hey, look what I brought to school today. And he pulls a gun out of his pocket. And I'm going like, okay, I've been around guns. Even as a young man, I was been around guns. My dad was sort of a gun guy. And I'm going like, that is no toy. That is a real gun. And he starts handing it around to the class. And the teacher sees it and says, I can't remember the kid's name. Let's call him Johnny. Johnny, is that a gun? Yes. Yes, sir, it is. Put it back in your pocket. I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> so so this is that's about that's about right so you know um, everything that went goes down now went down back then but people well, just didn't talk about it i told you the story i've told this story before i have people who call me a liar my dad went to beaumont high school okay keep in mind my father was born in 1920 he'd be if he's still alive he'd be in 102 okay my dad was born in 1920, which means he went to high school in the mid to late 30s. He graduated from high school in 1938, okay? So he went to Beaumont High School in North City, and he was a member of the Rifle Club. And on I remember those. And, and on one day a week, my dad used to walk to school with his rifle. In the streets of North City, 
where now if you were a kid walking down the street with a rifle, the SWAT team would surround you and you know, you'd have to be, you know, you'd have 40,000 police guns pointed at you and they'd have you down on the ground spread eagled and there'd be, you know, a cop jumping on back of you, handcuffing you and, you know, and so anyway, and he talked about there was like Beaumont was one of these old high schools built like, I guess, like maybe even like in the 1800s. And he talked about there was like this one part of the building that was like an attic. And it's and he said that you could walk around and it, only, it had like a seven foot ceiling. It was almost like some kind of an attic where they stored stuff. And he said on one end of the building, they set up targets. This is like like above the third floor of the building. They set up targets and they would fire their rifles at the targets in the high school on the third floor, or the fourth floor, whatever it was. And he said this was after school. And then he would, and I said to him, I said, did you have like a gun case? And he looked at me and says, we didn't have any gun cases back then. We just carried our rifle. So I said, you're walking around the streets of St. Louis City with a rifle. Yep, did it all the time. How things change. Now, to this Indeed day, do. there are still some rural high schools where the kids bring their guns to school. Not inside. They don't want them to take them inside anymore. But, you know, I mean, like, I mean, like for example, in Washmo at Borgia, they still have Tractor Day. Do you know about this? I do. Where the kids would come to school in their farm tractors. You know, I mean, and that's not uncommon in some of these rural high schools, especially when you go, you know, like in Kansas and place like that. I see this all the time. There was a there was a thing where where I can't I mean, I think it was in Ohio. There was a thing in in Ohio where some kid got in trouble because because it wasn't tractor day and he drove his tractor to school anyway. And he got in trouble, and he went on 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 social media and talked about how he got in trouble, and he got kicked, suspended for school. So one of the social media dudes decided, "Hey, let's have a tractor day." So they organized. People came from like miles around, hundreds of miles. People drove their tractors to this little tiny town, and they drove around town in with their tractors. And then they showed up to the high school, and they filled up the parking lot with tractors. I'm going like, God thinks, you know, and when you think about that, if you said like, if you said that to like somebody who went to like, I don't know, Francis Howell or, or, you know, Parkway West or, or, you know, uh, St. Charles High or something like that. Hey, it's tractor day. People go, what does that mean? What do you mean? What do you mean it's tractor day? Well, you can bring your tractor to school. First off, I don't have a tractor, but why would I want to bring my tractor to school? Well, it's tractor day. You know, I don't know. Who knows? Crazy stuff. It is six fifty nine, Brad. Yeah, and your point? Break. Break? I've I've been broken for years. Yeah, but all your little pieces are going to mend back together. They're going to super glue back together. Yes. God, you, you think that's really going to happen? If I after I get through with you, it is. <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna be like Humpty. I'm like Humpty Dumpty. I'm super glue and, your mouth. And you're the you're the king's man. Couldn't put me back together again or whatever. Okay. Yeah, Humpty Dumpty. It is it is six fifty nine, and we'll be back. It is BS dot show. Yep. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. It is a Wednesday morning. It is Hump Day. Shelly's favorite day. And I'm gonna mention Hump Day. And I know she's not even there, so she won't even say anything, right, Shelly? Hump Day. Oh, I was wrong. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to mention two names, two names, and I want you to tell me who these two people are. Okay. A dude and a dudette. Dennis okay. Owens. Who? Dennis Owens. Uh-huh. And Lisa Sylvester. Okay. Do you have any idea who those two names, who those two people are? No. Okay. This is what I think is sad. I say these are the two the most important people from the debate last night between John Fetterman and Dr. Oz. Dennis Owens is with WHTM News. He's a news anchor. And Lisa Sylvester is with is WPXI. These are uh, Pennsylvania area stations, TV stations. She's a news anchor for WPXI. They kicked butt. They did probably one of the best jobs of moderating a political ba- debate I have ever seen. They they kept the, the the tempo very quick. They would tell you know the whoever's okay, doctor. Well, that's another interesting thing. I mentioned that, but you know, Mr. Fetterman, you've got 15 seconds. They ask him a question. They go like they and ding ding, and then the two hosts would the two moderators just come in and just chop them off. Okay, your time's up. 
you know, and, and if they kept talking, they'd just say, okay, now, 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 time's up, time's up. I'm thinking to myself, remember that crazy debate with, with I think Chris Wallace was moderator, when when Trump wouldn't shut up, no matter what 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 was asked, Trump was like talking over over Biden, which I think was a huge mistake on on Trump's part. Because what Trump should have done was sometimes the person who talks the least wins. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes if you're up against somebody who's not really on their game, if you don't say that much and you sort of slack off and you let them sort of dig their own hole. You know what I'm saying? I was just you gotta, not speaking very much. You're going to let, let me dig my own hole? <laughs> <laughs> so, I so, was. I was going to say, do you have your shovel? Well, see, I don't think they got nearly the credit they deserve because there was so much anticipation uh, anticipation of the debate. If you know the whole story, five, was it five months ago, John's, John Fetterman had a stroke, okay? Yes, he did. Once again, I have family members who've had strokes. My mom used to work with, um, actually even sad, some very young people, sometimes in their 20s and 30s had strokes. You know, it's, they not, do. it's not just old people that have strokes. No, it's not. And um, it just... Some of them never fully recover, never get their right. mental capabilities back, can never really talk properly again. Some of them, you know, literally move, you know, like lose control of like their, you know, their arms and legs and things like that. Can't walk or anything like yes. that. Okay. Terrible situation to have. It's one of those things where it's just, you just don't wor- wish that kind of thing on your worst enemy. Okay. Right. And... There are people that now they're saying, well, Fetterman did great. Consider he's had a stroke five months ago. Okay. And the interesting thing for me was they didn't call Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz. They called him Mr. Oz. And I'm thinking to myself, why are they doing that? And you know why I think they did that? Why? I can't find anybody specifically who's said this. Maybe if somebody's listening out there, the smartest woman in the world will find this. But... I have been sort of told off the record that that was one of the concessions that John Fetterman made Dr. Oz take to do the debate. Because remember, they wanted to do like five debates and he would only do one. Because the election is two weeks from yesterday. So it's yeah, not like... And and in and I think in Pennsylvania, they've been, you know, they've been voting, you know, um, what do they call it? Early voting for like... I don't know, two months now or something like. By the way, did you know that yesterday started uh, early voting in Missouri? I did not. Yes, yeah, you can go. There's only a fraction of signs out already. Well, you know what's interesting about it is that depending upon where you're at, there's not much competition because if you're in like St. Charles County, all the Republicans who won the primary are pretty much shoe-ins. If you're in St. Louis City, <laughs> you know, like I don't think. I, I don't even know if Cori Bush has anybody running against her, you know? So it's important. It's like, okay, I don't think she's going to lose. Um, Ann Wagner, who they redistricted her, she used to be pretty much uh, West St. Louis County. I think she had a little bit of Jefferson County. Now she's got uh, West St. Louis County. She's got less of West, West St. Louis County. She's got Franklin County, which is, you know, Republican Central. So so anyway, going back to the thing, they called him Mr. Oz, and I thought that was so weird because of the fact that everybody knows him as Dr. Oz. The first couple times I heard it, I go, well, they're, they're, they're calling him, you know, they forgot to call him Dr. Oz. The entire debate, they called him Mr. Oz and Mr. Fetterman. And probably the, 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 the point of the night that was really interesting was, if you know the whole deal, Pennsylvania is rich, has been for decades, maybe for over a century, rich in oil deposits, Okay. Matter of fact, guess where Penn's oil comes from? Pennsylvania. Boy, you are good. That's why they call it Penn's oil, because it's from Pennsylvania, okay? So Pennsylvania has had an economic boom with fracking. And if you know what fracking is, fracking is a way they go back in and they actually will pull oil out of existing wells. And even the new wells they drill, they're able to pull much more oil out of the wells. It's a much more efficient way of, of getting oil out of the ground, Okay. So Fetterman has said on several occasions he's absolutely positively against fracking. So last night in the debate, I think it was the Lisa Sylvester, she was the woman, the woman I the woman moderator. She asked him point blank and he goes, "I'm for fracking." And I went, "What?" 
And she actually came back and she read, well, in a 2018 interview, you said that, uh, you know, quote, I'm absolutely positively against fracking. Fracking's terrible. Blah, 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 blah. Didn't you make that quote? And he just stands there and doesn't say anything. And then she says, well, are you for or against fracking? And then he, like, stands there for, like, I don't know, five seconds. I'm, I'm, for, I'm for fracking. I'm, fracking's great. I love fracking. We need to frack, 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 frack. I'm actually exaggerating that, but that's, you know. And I'm going, like, I would probably just say the same thing. And people were going, like, okay, hold on a minute now. <laughs> and, like, supposedly. He thinks he speaks with forked tongue. Well, no kidding. I mean, like, if people are going, like, okay, this guy will say anything to get elected. Because what's happened is is that there are a lot of people in Pennsylvania that make their you know make their living working in the energy field. Now, here's another one. Okay, someone sent me this and hold on. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, hold on here. Hold on a minute. Here, here. Hold on. Here's here's some the smartest woman in the world just sent me something. Moderator raises eyebrows by refusing to call Dr. Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz. I, I said the same thing. This is this is on Yahoo. Uh, okay, uh, we'll be right back. Our engineers are working quickly to resolve the issue. Okay, so she sends me this article, and I can't look at it because it, it says that the server's down or something like that. Yeah, okay, I can't read. Oh, no, here it is. Okay. Uh, the local journalist moderating the only debate between Pennsylvania Senate candidate John Fetterman and his Republican opponent Mehmet Oz may have given the GOP candidate, a former cardiothoracic uh, thoracic surgeon, a bit of status anxiety during their Tuesday night sparring session. Television, television reporters Dennis Owens of ABC 27 and Lisa Sylvester of Pittsburgh WPXI both spent the entire debate referring to the ex-Columbia University medical school instructor as Mr. Oz rather than his honorific doctor as would be ordinarily be a customary for a person with a medical degree. While a physician whose specialty is surgery would be properly referred to as Mr. in the UK and some other countries, medical doctors in the US are typically called doctor no matter what their specialty. While the moderator's decision to eschew the medical honorific for the GOP candidate may be a surprise to people familiar with him for years, Hosting the syndicated television show, The Dr. Oz Show, is consistent with other local news outlet style guidelines, which instruct journalists to call him Mr. because his medical degree isn't relevant. What? For example, the Philadelphia Inquirer instructs journalists not to use it for anyone with the title, whether they are a medical doctor or have a doctorate in non-medical field, to avoid complaints of unequal treatment from individuals who worked hard to achieve doctor, doctorates in non-medical fields. Does that make any sense to you? Let me read that again. This is the Philadelphia Inquirer. This is what they tell their journals, journalists not to use doctor for, quote, anyone with the title, whether they are a medical doctor or have a doctorate in a non-medical field to avoid complaints of unequal treatment from individuals who worked hard to achieve doctorates in non-medical fields. Only the subjects of obituaries and the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. are permitted exceptions. <laughs> I don't get it, but yet... You mean he's... I don't understand what they're saying. I, I is, mean, I understand that, but so he, they, Dr. Martin Luther King and Dr. Oz have, they've, they're in the same class as far as they can be called doctor. No, no, no. They, no. they're according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, they're the only ones you can only use the 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 term doctor in an obituary. Or when you're referring to Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, he's an exception. So in other words, no matter what, he's Dr. King. Yes. If he, he if he were alive he last is. night into the debate, they would call him Dr. King, but they won't yes. call him Dr. Oz because it's honorific. Now, having said that, I will say, then why do they keep referring to the first woman, the first lady, Joe Biden's wife, as Dr. Biden? Do you know what her doctorate is? No. She has a, it's either a PhD or she's got, there's a thing where if you get a doctorate in education, I call, I think it's called an ED, an ED, or an ED or something like that. Not erectile dysfunction, dysfunction. I, but, are you sure? Yeah. I was going to say that. How did you know I was going to pick that out? <laughs> Hold on, let me, let me look at what she is. Uh, what is, is Jill... Biden's degree in. Let me see if I can find that. 
Okay. Uh, in 2007, at the age of 55, yeah, the EDD, she received a doctor of education, E, big E, small D, period, big D, period, in educational leadership from the University of Delaware. Her dissertation, Student Retention at the Community College Meeting Students' Needs, was published under the name Jill Jacobs Biden. I didn't even know that was her maiden name. So Maybe it's not. Maybe it was her middle name. I don't know. No, it says Jacobs dash Biden. She's got a hyphenated. So you normally. Oh, she's a hyphen lady. Well, that's what they said. The degree's in. It said uh, the uh, on her her degree is uh, her name is her, according to uh, the University of Delaware. Her her name is Jill Jacobs, a doctor, Jill Jacobs dash Biden. John Jacobs Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? You know. I mean, but. It was. I thought it was just so weird that they didn't call him Doctor Oz. That would be like. That would be like. That would be like if Mr. Green Jeans was running for president and Mr. they had him a debate. Jeans. I and, remember him. And they wouldn't call him. They would just call him Mr. Jeans. Well, we won't. We're not going to call him Mr. <laughs> Mr. Green Jeans. They can call him Ray. <laughs> right. or they can call him Jay. We're not going to call him Mr. Johnny. Green Jeans. We're just going to call him Mr. Green. Mr. Jeans. I don't know. The whole thing is so weird. But it's interesting. You read this article. Did he cringe every time they called on him? Did he cringe? Yeah, because he was being called Mr. Oh, no. He kept saying, he, the interesting thing was he kept saying, hey, I'm going to write you a script. What does that mean? <laughs> a prescription. Don't you know what a script is? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, like a dose of BS in the morning. <laughs> yes, we give massive doses of BS here in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the debate went on. Uh, 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 hold on a minute. Uh, uh, it says whether honorary doctor or medical doctor, Doctor X Y Z will not be used. Watch it. She has a doctorate in education. But what now? Hold on a minute. I got to send a ha to somebody. Somebody's sending me something. What? Huh. Okay. Anyway, um, I just thought it was interesting, and I think that it was it was trying to make him look not as impressive as he is. And yeah. I and I say that I say that anybody who is has an MD after their name, I'm impressed by. You know. I so mean, their letters mean something. MD, darn tootin'. But but your letters don't mean anything. They don't mean squat. Okay. My degrees. Oh, look, it's seven twenty. My degrees are worthless. I've told you that before. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, we know <laughs> you have belabored that on us. For here's a, a while. here's another story that I'm thinking to myself. Okay, here we go. Do as I say, not as I do. Okay. Uh-huh. You ready for this one? Okay. The mayor of Ann Arbor, Michigan. He has been. Uh, matter of fact, he has signed on to this thing called A to Z, A to Zero, and it's the it's it's called. This is a uh, strong. Uh, this is a climate policy in called the big letter A, capital A, the number two, and then Z, big big Z, capital Z, zero, A to zero. Okay, this is a climate policy that calls on residents to buy electric vehicles, install solar panels, and rely totally on non-fossil fuels. So in other words, you're not supposed to have any fossil fuels at all, okay? Okay, side note. Did you know that Costco's is selling uh, electronic char- electrical chargers for vehicles? <laughs> Shelly. <laughs> what? Sometimes... <laughs> You pull things out of the out of the the ether, and you just like in the middle. Of what I'm trying to say, it's like, hey, Shelly, Shelly, yes. Do you know that the arch you can walk through the arch? Yeah. You know? Do you know that that there's jets that fly into Lambert? Yes. <laughs> do you know right now? On Interstate 70, there's cars driving down Interstate 70? Well, I don't know that for a fact, but I assume there is. (laughs) So where do the chargers at Costco come from? You can buy a charger practically anywhere now. You can buy them. you can? can, Well, I didn't know. You can buy them at Home Depot. They're everywhere. Oh, well, I 
I didn't know. Excuse me. You go on Amazon. There's. Why was that a news? Why was why was that a news flash? You can buy a charger at Costco. Because I saw him yesterday. Oh, you went to the new Costco. No. You know the new Costco opened yesterday. Did you know that? Where? The one on one seventy in Olive. Where they tore down all those people's houses and they tore down all the Korean and Chinese businesses. Why did they do that? <laughs> they tore them all down. They're all gone. When? In the last two years. See, this is the stretch of Olive from, and and I think you'll probably know this because because you lived somewhat close to that neighborhood. You're, was it, is, now all of you get confused. Is your, is your father was Jewish? My father was Jewish. My mother was a Gentile. Okay. Yes. So the area along Olive from 170 east into University City. That's University City right there. From Olive. Correct. From 170, back in the days it was 725. Uh, yep. From that point east was predominantly Jewish. Matter of fact, my favorite place was the New York Bagelry, which they tore down to make the Costco store, believe it or not. Okay. Okay. That And I used to go when I was in you know, my younger years. I, my dad loved bagels. And when I was working at the original KSOQ, when I was still in college, I'd drive down, you know, Hanley or I'd drive down north and south and I would pr- get off at Olive and I would drive down to the New York Bagelry and they had the most amazing bagels because, because no, 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 what is that? No, it was called the New York Bagelry and they made, well, there's another place it's called, they, nothing was as good as the New York Bagelry because you know why, you know why they were the best? Because Jewish people, they well, they were Jewish people that made them, but they were yeah. they were water bagels. You know what a water bagel is? They yes, ma- I probably do. They made the dough, and instead of putting it in an oven, they dumped them in this big old vat of boiling water, and and they 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 were like amazing because I don't know how in the world they did it, but they would dump them and they dump like the dough, you know, the round dough into the big old vat. And then they would like have this big old mesh like handle kind of thing, almost like a big like fish net, but it was made yes. out of like stainless steel. And they would leave them in there for a while. They'd stir up the bagels because you could see it right. You know, they'd, they'd make them right there in the store. You'd watch them make them. And then they had this big old net, and they'd go in and they'd pull the bagels out, and they'd put them on this thing, and they'd dry them off, and then they'd sell them. Oh my God, you could go in there. Sometimes this was Nirvana. If you went in there at certain times of the day, you get a bagel that was still hot. I mean, it was like, it would hit, you know, five minutes earlier, that thing was like floating around in the boiling water and they were making bagels. Well, anyway, that whole area along 170, along Olive, was predominantly Jewish businesses. Well, then the Jewish people all moved out west. You know how it is. All the Jewish people left University City and they moved out into Creepcore and Ladue and places like that, town and country. And then the Koreans and the Chinese came in. And you could drive up and down Olive, that stretch of Olive from 170 east, and it was, I think, think there's still a couple, I think there's a Chinese market there, there's a Korean market, a bunch of other places, a bunch of places, you know, like matter of fact, if you didn't have any place to go on Christmas Day, you drove down on 170, got off at Olive, and you had your choice of 14 million Chinese restaurants. They were always open on Christmas Day, because that's the running joke that if you don't like Christmas food. They weren't back in the 80s. Well, well, this is no, this is not back in the eighties. This is probably within the last twenty, twenty-five years. Well, anyway, yeah, I know they completely took on on that. They're developing three corners of the one seventy and Olive Interchange on the. I guess that would be on the southwest corner. They tore down a bunch of gas stations, a bunch of different businesses. They tore down the Office Max. The Office Max is gone. And they're building a big fancy hotel and stuff like that. On the other side of 170, on the north side of Olive, they tore down a bunch of houses and all, and they tore down a bunch of churches. There were a couple of churches. Matter of fact, there was a church there that, believe it or not, I used to, we, we did fundraisers there when I was in the old days at KSLQ uh, for the Judivine Center, believe it or not, who was, doing, yes. who was, who was hep- helping autistic kids back in the 70s. That's how far, you know, I go back with helping autistic kids. And we used to do fundraisers for them. There was a church there. Then it turned into Korean church. And now it's gone because they knocked it down for the Costco. On the south side of Olive, for an entire block, everything's been torn down. Everything. There was a buyer's lumber company there. There was a, a strip center that had a shoe store in it. A bunch of other places. A couple delis. All gone. You know, all, all the Chinese places, all the Chinese restaurants. Just bulldozer got them all. All gone. Everything's gone. Now we got a Costco. Okay, you interrupted me. <laughs> you get me sidetracked. Yeah. Okay, let, let's go back to the mayor of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot where <laughs> Before you, were at. you Why did you 
divert from because, that to where you went. Because you told me, I'm in the middle of telling the story about the mayor of Ann Arbor, Michigan. You, Hey, Brad, guess what? They sell chargers at Costco. Because you mentioned electronic electric cars. <sighs> okay. So anyway, move on. The guy's name is Christopher Taylor. He's the mayor of Ann Arbor, Michigan. He's telling everybody they need to be carbon neutral. Everything should be electric. Electric vehicle, electric vehicles. Install solar panels. No fossil fuels. Guess what he did? Okay. He pulled a permit for his house and installed a gas line to hook up his new gas fireplace. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Once again, the mayor who was saying everything should be electric, no fossil fuels. And what's interesting is they there's actually I see the copy of it here. There's actually a copy of the permit that shows he went and applied to the city. He's the mayor of the city. He applied for a permit to install a gas line in the house so he could put in his new gas fireplace. <sighs> do as I say, not as I do, right? Indeed. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Electric has got a gas fireplace. Okay. Somehow I find that very funny. Okay, but what do I know, right? Funny peculiar or funny ha-ha? Mini ha-ha. 729. <laughs> You're it is BS.show, Doja Cat, who I still don't get, and Post Malone. I'm still curious as to that little quiver in his voice. Is that done electronically or who really does that? Well, he does the, you, I like you, I do. Well, you know what I'm curious about. <laughs> Do I dare ask? <laughs> I already told you. Oh, his teeth. You're still, Shelly's still busting. No. Shelly's still. What bu- I said to you in the break. Shelly's still busting on his teeth. See. I am not busting on his teeth. He finally got <laughs> well, real she, people teeth. No, no Shelly kept saying, oh my God, the guy needs dental work. And it turns out that the reason it, it looks like. It was a grill. You no, know, the reason it looks like he has like teeth that need to be pulled out was they were in good shape but they were covered with like what diamonds and gold wasn't that what they were yes he had them coated with with diamonds and gold and it looked like it looked like bad teeth you know what i mean it <laughs> it, did. they weren't white they were sort of like that brownish like color Grange. oh my god you got you need to have all your teeth pulled you need dentures you need polydent you know what i mean but <laughs> Anyway, have you ever wondered how he does that? He does that. I like you. I do. I can't even do it. He sounds like 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 some kind of like like some kind of a bird. You know, like I think he he's quivering because of the question that I asked you on break. No, 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 no. And Doja Cat isn't she one of your favorites? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Shelly's clued right into the music we play. <laughs> you don't know who Doja Cat is? I don't. Oh, my God. If Ryan Seacrest were here, they'd have to put the paddles on him. He'd go, what? You don't know who Doja Cat is? Where have you been hiding who yourself? Who is he or she? You don't know who Doja Cat is? I told you I didn't. You really? Are you being for Seriously, real? Seriously, ask me one more time, Brad. Do you know who Doja Cat is? <laughs> I'm sorry? You don't really know who Doja Cat is? I mean, nowadays, if you go to get your driver's license in the state of Missouri, the second question on the test is, who is Doja Cat? And if you can't answer that, you're in trouble. Her real name is, she has four names. You ready for this? Amala, Ratna, Zandial, Dalamani. Amala, A-M-A-L-A, Ratna, R-A-T-N-A, Zandile, Z-A-N-D-I-L-E. D, her last name is D-L-A-M-I-N-I. Dlamina. She's born 1995, professionally known as Doja Cat. She's an American rapper and singer, born and raised in Los Angeles, California. She began making... What are you doing? Huh? Are you whacking your microphone or what are you doing? 
I'm whacking my microphone. Okay, she began making, releasing music on SoundCloud as a teenager. Her song, So High, caught the attention of Kimo Sabi and RCA Records. Kimo Sabi. Now, it how, was the whole Doja Cat. Thing. How can the guy be named Kimo Sabi? I didn't think you could do that. <laughs> Let's see. I don't, yeah, I actually thought that that was copyrighted <laughs> well, or you trademarked. Know, do you know who Kimo Sabi is? Let's see who Kimo yes. Sabi is. You know who Kimo who Sabi know is? Who Kimo Sabi is? <laughs> Kimo Sabi is an American ra- record label founded by American record producer and songwriter Dr. Luke and owned by Sony Music Entertainment. The label is based in L. I wonder if that's Dr. Luke or Mr. Luke. Yeah, well, if you were on debate last night with with Fetterman and Oz, he'd be Mr. Luke. He wouldn't be Dr. Luke. He, and Think about that. So when you go to the store and you buy those expensive headphones, are they Dr. Dre's? Or are they Mr. Dre's, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, well, they can't be Dr. And if you, if you have a problem with your feet, do you buy Dr. Scholl's foot pads or Mr. Scholl's foot pads, right? Which one is it? Is it Dr. Scholl's or Mr. Scholl's? Okay, chemo sabi. I don't know because I'm gelling like a fellow. <laughs> that's that's like that's like. Could you imagine the flop that that advertising campaign was? What? Which one? <laughs> I'm gelling like a felon. <laughs> Who's gelling like a felon? I they're even, they're her, foot pads. What, Doctor Shoals? Who's foot pads? Are they Doctor Shoals? <laughs> who, who, are they someone else? Who said they were gelling like a felon? Yes. Hey, wait till wait till wait till January first in Illinois, and when they let all the, everybody out of jail, they're not going to do that. Oh yeah. Oh my God. If you, I, you know, we need to talk about this sometime. This new bill that's supposed to take effect January first in Illinois. Uh-huh. You, you think crime's bad in Illinois? You ain't seen nothing yet. They're letting everybody out of jail, and nobody's going Are in jail. Are they really going to do that? Oh, second second degree murder. If you get charged with second degree murder in Illinois. They take you, they fingerprint you, they mugshot you. You say, okay, come back to, to court in three weeks. You mean I don't have to go to jail? Nope. Well, I'm charged with second-degree murder. Yeah, that's okay. We'll, we'll trust you. Come back for your hearing. Yeah, they complain. And get this. Are they going to let the people that that um, just got caught with a bunch of pot okay. uh, out as now, well? Hold it. That's Missouri. That's this Amendment oh, you're Three right, thing. That is. That's uh-huh. Missouri. Matter of <laughs> fact, I got a guy that. Um, matter of fact, um, I won't mention his name. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, well, maybe I will mention his name, but I'm not going to mention it now. I want to make sure it's okay for me to talk about this on the air. He gave me the name of a guy who is an anti-Amendment Three, and if you know what Amendment Three, it's going to be on the ballot two weeks from yesterday in Missouri, and essentially it's the marijuana uh, 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 amendment. Now, what's interesting about it so is... So you're going to talk about it anyway before well, no, you discuss well, no, 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 this no, man? I'm not going to tell who gave me this person's name. I haven't called this person yet. So someone said... So you haven't verified your... No, 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 no. I know the guy's legit, but I don't want to say who told me to get this guy in the air because, because he's not the kind of person that gets involved with stuff like this, okay? But he, his interest was... He said, "Any and I have I've read part of Amendment Number Three. It is super spooky. It's really scary stuff." What did they shove in there just to get this? Uh... Everything in the kitchen sinks in Amendment Three. I mean, yeah. it's bizarre. And one of the things is that I mean, see now. Keep in mind, this is Missouri. Okay, this is not. This is a constitutional amendment, which means if if people vote for it on November eighth. It becomes part of our Constitution. And unless the legislature puts in some kind of a big effort and overrides the amendment, which is very, 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 very hard to do, it becomes law. It's bizarre. And essentially what it does is, and this is the thing they're talking about, there's all these crazy parts of amendment number three. If you're in jail for, remember, Biden just let all the federal people out of federal jail if they had marijuana convictions. If you were a state or county, um, you know, or municipality that you got arrested in like, you know, wherever, um, you know, you got arrested by the state police, you got arrested by the county sheriff, you got arrested by the, uh, you know, local police departments in the state of Missouri, it doesn't count. But if you got arrested by the FBI or, you know, like you're, let's say you had a bunch of pot in you and you're going through the airport and TSA got you and they arrested you, then Biden just gave you the get out of jail card. Well, they want to do the same thing in Missouri if this Amendment 3 passes and everybody would be essentially let out of jail. But, and this is where it gets complicated, then all the municipalities, like let's say you got arrested in O'Fallon or Washmo or something like that, 
the municipalities would have to go through and expunge all the arrest records. In other words, they'd have to go back and for decades say, okay, let's say 30 years ago you got you know, arrested because you had you know, a little baggie of dope in your car and you got, you, you know, you got thrown in jail. Okay, they're going to have to go back into the records and essentially say, okay, we have to find that court record. We have to expunge it. So in other words, it didn't, it didn't exist. So this is going to put a burden on all the municipalities and the counties, stuff like that. Plus, it's got this weird, bizarre language in it. It's talking about these micro-businesses where it creates this whole, a whole group of businesses that can sell marijuana, but they can't. I know that sounds weird, but you have it's to have a different kind of marijuana. It's no, 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 no. It's it has to do with the fact that they're creating what they call micro businesses, which are competing against the big boys. But you have all these restrictions on you. It's just weird. It's like fifty-eight pages long, and and this would be added to the Constitution, of the state of Missouri. And what's interesting about it is, the Republicans don't like it. The Democrats don't like it. The independents don't like it. The NAACP doesn't like it. You name it, they don't like it. And, and very rarely do you have, it's like watching the debate last night. You know, you got the Democrats that thinks, oh my God, Fetterman was great. You got the Republicans that think, oh my God, Fetterman was terrible. And you know, on the flip side, you know, the Democrats look at Dr. Oz or Mr. Oz and say, oh my God, he sucked. And the Republicans go, oh my God, Mr. Oz was incredible. Okay, not an amendment number three in the state of Missouri. Everybody's like, this sucks. This is stupid. This, you know, is ridiculous. And the interesting part of it is it's put together essentially by the same people that now have the medical marijuana licenses. So in other words, it makes them become full-service retail places. Huh. So, and they automatically get a license. At least that's what I've read. I mean, I've got to go back and look at it again. Once again, it's 58 pages long. It would be like if someone said, you know, hey, let's just legalize marijuana. Okay, fine. You know, here's an amendment. You know, on such and such a date, you know, if you know, if you have under three ounces of marijuana, that's now legal. And, you know, and you can you can apply for a marijuana, you know, license through the state of Missouri, your application, send your application to marijuana license, post office box, you know, eighty three oh five, Jefferson City, Missouri, six five one oh one. Okay, that's the amendment. People go, okay, I get that. Under three ounces, I can have it. I can apply for a medical marijuana place. No, it's 58 pages is crap. And it just goes on and on and on. And, so like, and, then, and then it appoints a diversity person. Oh, okay. Essentially, which essentially is not under the control of the state government. It's like their own standalone diversity person. And the diversity person would say, okay, you're a black person. You get a marijuana license. You're a white person. You don't get one. You're an Indian. You get one. You're a woman. You get one. You're a white dude. Tough luck, buddy. Do they still cost a hundred thousand dollars? Who I? I'll get this. You want me to get this guy on? Supposedly he's pretty good. Because because yeah, I do. Because already they're starting. They're starting the the you know the voting. Like I said, the the advanced voting. You already vote on this. And see what bothers me about this is is when when and see. This is where the Republicans have screwed up. The Republicans have a supermajority in the House and the Senate. And every year they talk about the same stuff. We've got to change our... So it's it's too easy for people to change our Constitution. Well, change it! You know, and what's interesting is this is not local money behind this Amendment 3. This is like out-of-town money because these are like... This is like groups that are like... Like hedge fund people. Well, they're people... Which goes along with all the car washes. They're like, they're like, you know... 10 of them going up on K. I tell, you know what? It's funny you should mention that. I Why draw, is that? I don't know. There's a there's they're building a car wash every 100 feet. They you know, are. I mean it's like it's like well we talked about that. Remember they is said it because that because they want to launder money? I don't, I don't I you know there gets to a point where how many car washes can you have? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's like, more car washes than there is per capita. Boy, for Andy than, if for Andy Bluestone was still around, man, he'd be he'd 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 be not be happy about this. No, he wouldn't. He'd not be happy, and he'd he'd utter a few. You know, you and you and him would would got along well because you and him could have a five minute conversation, and between the two of you, you could say mm-hmm. the, you uh-huh. could say the f bomb forty two thousand times in five minutes, and it would go with everything that we were saying, <laughs> um, used appropriately in the specific places that it belongs. 
the fa- the smartest woman in the world says Kimosabi is the term used by fictional Native American sidekick Tonto as the Native American name for the Lone Ranger in the American uh, television and radio programs. And she says yes. she says no approval yet in the car wash, just signs. Planning and zoning didn't approve yet. Really? We need more car washes. <laughs> we do. Can I tell you we something? We do. We are. I parked underneath the sign last week, and I literally had, I'm probably saying conservatively, a hundred bird poops on my car, okay? Some days you're the pigeon, <laughs> some days you're the statue. I went to a car wash that claimed it was the world's best car wash, and I still have bird poop on my car. And, Same with me. And you know what? When I went back to the dude, I go, I still got bird poop in my car. He says, you have to buy another car wash. I go, what? Did he really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't put me through again. That's not what they used to do. Well, if, if Randy's place, if you, if, you know, one of Randy's car washes, at Country Club car wash, you came back around. Matter of fact, matter of fact sometimes he would be out there and he'd go, oh, your car's not clean enough. We're going to run it through again. And he would do it on his own. Not this yes. place. Never going to go there again. Never oh. gonna go there. Never okay. gonna go there. Never gonna go there. Never... I'm sorry. Okay, Kimosabi, we have to take a break. It's seven... That wasn't Kimosabi. <laughs> that was in vogue. Oh my God, I never would have known. Seven forty-nine. Oh, bite me. You know, I always wanted to whistle in a song that got to be a big hit. <laughs> you think I could do that? That actually wasn't bad. Did you just play that on a flute? <laughs> No, I played it on my baritone. No, never mind. Okay, okay. We talked. We talked about. We talked about the the debate last night. And by the way, there was two debates. There was the governor of New York debate, and the interesting thing in that was the lady who was the the uh, governor of New York, who essentially is saying crime in New York. No, there's no crime in New York. And once again, the guy who's running against her, what's his what's his guy Feldman or something Felden or something like that, and. Twice in the last couple of weeks, or in the last month, first off, some guy jumped on stage and tried to stab him when he was at a campaign perform, uh, you know, appearance. Okay, and then like what was it last week? The week before we talked about this, there was a drive-by shooting at his house while while he was uh, doing a campaign stop in New York City. It was on a Sunday. His two daughters, he has two teenage daughters. They were at home sitting in the kitchen doing homework and. Two people, I shouldn't make fun of it because two people were shot literally on his front lawn and they they crawled underneath his porch to take cover and one of the bullets missed the people they were shooting at and hit the hit the side of his house right where his two daughters were sitting doing homework. I'm going like, and, and, and he goes in this debate last night and the current governor of New York says, we don't have a crime problem, there's no crime. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this poor dude. Why do they do that? I don't. I, you know, because I mean, uh, it's they may not it realize would, they have a crime problem, but the rest of the USA does. It would be like going to White Castle and says, "Hey, do you have square hamburgers here?" No, we don't have square hamburgers. They're round. Well, hold on a minute. Let me look at one of them. That's They're a square. Squoval. That's a square hamburger. No, it's round. Okay, whatever you say. I don't see. I'm with you. I'm going like if. Maybe this is some crazy... Here, let me read you the quote. This is the weird quote. We're talking about this. Okay, this is this guy's name is, what, John Cavella, C-A-V, C-A-L, Calvella, Calvello, C-A-L-V-E-L-L-O. He is like the Joe Calvello. He's the communications director for Fetterman. Okay, quote, we are thrilled with John's performance. He did remarkably well tonight, especially when you consider that he's still recovering from a stroke. Really? I didn't know that. And was working off delayed captions filled with errors. John won countless exchanges, counterpunched aggressively, and pushed back on Oz's cruelty and attacks. I'm going like, I don't, you know, that would be like, that would be like. Did you just snort? I did. I'm so, <laughs> I snort from time to time. Okay, that would be like someone saying, Hey, when you and Shelly talk about nuclear physics all the time, can you talk about fission as opposed to fusion? Okay, well, hold it. First off, we don't ever talk about nuclear physics. and no, we don't. And, we could, but we yeah, don't. We could, but we don't. And, and we'd go like, well, we don't talk about nuclear physics. Well, I think you should. And matter of fact, I think your audience would love to hear the difference between fusion and fission. 
No, they could care less for the most part. Maybe there's some nerd butt out there who would go, yeah, I want to hear Shelly and Brad talk about nuclear fission and nuclear fusion. <sighs> I see. What well, Do you know what the difference is between fission and fusion? I do know the difference, believe it or not, but let's not talk about that right now. See, oh, okay. the, the crazy thing about this is it's like it's like people saying the like, Joe Biden, you think he's you think he's not on top of things? Oh my God, he's the sharpest president we've ever had. I mean, he knows that. I'm going oh, okay. And Joe Biden, transparent, you know? Yeah, he goes. Yeah, he, that's Joe he, Biden. He does his campaign his in his name, basement. His top of his name. Well, and now every weekend he's in Delaware. I mean, every I was like, you know, I heard a comedian say it was pretty funny. I can't remember who, the, and it was a funny line. He says. Can you imagine somebody who campaigned for the president and this guy was tried to be the president? Because remember, he tried to be the president back in, what, 1998? He ran for president and he tried to do it, you know, back in 2000. He was in the primaries and stuff like that. And the idea being, and, and the comedian said, I can't remember exactly where he put it. It was pretty funny. He says, a guy who spent the last 30 years of his life trying to live in the White House and now he doesn't stay there. And I'm going like, yep, I'm with that. They said that a quarter of the time right now, quarter 25 percent of the time biden's at his place in delaware if i were the president you couldn't pull me out of that place i I, know i would be like hey man i would be calling my friends hey i'm at the white house i'm the president come on by yeah stop in talk to the secret service i'll put you on the list i would what's that 759 buddy i would be there morning noon and night just soaking up the fact that i was in the white house and what what? N. What? M N N. What's that? Morning, noon, and night. Oh, I would just. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you were, if you, I do know what I you're mean, saying. Wouldn't you just love it's the, to? It's the most secure place right. in the world, and it's the most prestigious place in the world. It is. It's like, why would I want to go to a stupid beach house in Delaware? No thanks. You know, let me be in the White House all the time. I mean, isn't there um, a, a first pool? Yeah, but no, but. No, but there's pe- not. Yeah, well, they got in trouble because because Trump used to pee in it. Okay, we. Oh, got- we did not. Seven fifty nine. Say goodbye, Shelley. Real quick, goodbye. Real quick, goodbye. Have a great day, everybody. Peace. I fly and home day. Yeah. So succinctly. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.